Welcome to Design Your Life with Sandy. I am your host, Sandy Yang. I am a human design expert, brain rewiring certified coach, and a high 7D energy healer. On this podcast, we talk about all things personal growth, brain rewiring, human design, energetics, mindset, and so much more. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at sandyyang.hd. I hope you feel empowered by what we talk about today. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. Long time no talk. Oh God, I am not doing well with like consistency with recording podcasts and releasing them. I do have a few episodes that I'm excited to share with you, but as many of you probably know, I am traveling. I am visiting my parents right now, um, so my schedule is low-key all over the place. I'm actually recording this because I feel so strongly about having non-negotiable routines. I mean, I'm not a role model at this right now, but I feel very strongly about it. I'm sitting here so fucking frustrated and tired that I haven't gotten enough sleep for several days in a row. While I am here, I'm navigating this massive time difference. So some days I have really early sessions, other days I have late sessions. So, you know, if it's just one week, it's fine. But I'm at a point where it is kind of taking a little bit of a toll on me. Anyways, we are gonna do as best as we can for the next two weeks that I'll be here. But I am looking forward to be in the same time zone as my clients again and live a more regular lifestyle. Anyways, uh, this episode is for anybody who cares about their performance, cares about their physical health, cares about improving themselves and routines and rituals are huge. And we are talking about nighttime rituals and routines because, well, a successful, productive, energetic, like a potent day. Like in order to have that, it starts from the night before. Because while sleep is so, 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 so important, maybe I'm like just older now, but I love my sleep. I am a snob when it comes to my sleep. When I've slept a quality eight hours or more, the world is just a better place. I'm more optimistic. I am more energetic. I am more potent in getting things done, showing up the way I want to. My brain works better. I am more creative. I have more patience. All of those things are crucial for me to be successful in business because you know what? Being a business owner, like, it requires you to like self-doubt comes up for everybody but when your business is so closely tied to you you can't be spending that much time doubting yourself like when i was working back in corporate i would doubt myself yes but like you know i was just like one piece of the machine consequences are a little different now if i spend time doubting myself i become paralyzed um, I don't move forward, which makes me depressed and worried and stressed and anxious. And it is like this whole vicious cycle. It is not fun. Just trust me. So other than 
showing up as a human for our jobs, for, you know, all of those things, for the people we love. Obviously, like, sleep is important for health. You know, your blood sugar becomes compromised when you haven't slept well. Like, you have more cravings. So you might crave, like, sweet things or like carby oily things just like comfort food because you feel like you need that comfort your blood sugar becomes all over the place and then you start feeling dizzy you can't concentrate um it's just not going to set you up for success it's no fun having brain fog in the middle of the day okay so poor sleep sound pretty fucking bad right now I'm here to offer you some tips and tricks to for your nighttime rituals and routine so you can do better and become a happier, more successful, more patient, energetic human. So tip number one is to set a bedtime alarm. This one is huge for me because let's say I want to go to bed at 10.30 p.m. It's not like at 10.30, I'm just in bed asleep. There are all those things I love doing before bed that wind me down and makes me feel like I am ready to complete my day. Um, things that I do in order to get sleepy, such as taking a bath, stretching, meditating, journaling, legs on the wall, reading a real book. So it's like a whole thing. And if I start doing those things at 10.30 p.m., it's going to probably take another 90 minutes before I can actually sleep. So setting an alarm just helps me be like, okay, it is 8.30. Um, what do I want to accomplish before bedtime? What would make me feel ready to go to sleep? Obviously, I'm not going to Whole Foods at 8.30 p.m. It is bright, busy, and just overall too stimulating for me. Personally, what works really well for me is setting a bedtime alarm at 9 p.m. At this point, I've, you know, wrapped up work a while ago. I've eaten. If I ate out with friends, we have done that and we've hung out. Um, so it's time to like really focus on me. Like, do I want to watch a show tonight? Do I want to do a mask? Maybe take a bath or maybe I haven't journaled or meditated in a while and it's time to do that. Um, see, like all of those things take time. Setting a bedtime alarm also just like tells you, okay, like let's start this process so we can start signaling our body that it is time to wind down. Um, that might look like putting away technology, dimming the lights, getting into pajamas or comfier clothing. Um, signaling your body through clothing is actually huge because you know how like when you spend the day in like sweats or pajamas you're just not very productive um, and like putting on jeans immediately makes you feel like a different person so changing your clothing can be like this catalyst to starting your whole nighttime ritual so maybe it starts with just changing into your pajamas and then all of a sudden you're like hey it's like pretty bright out I'm gonna turn down the lights maybe I'm gonna start putting away my phone and turning on some soft music all of those things will just like get you into the mood tip number two start managing your light exposure throughout the day 
You've probably heard of people talking about blue light and how you should avoid it towards the evening, and that is absolutely right. However, I don't think people talk enough about getting light exposure or sun exposure during the day enough. So ideally, if you want to optimize your circadian rhythm, you're going to want to get some sunlight in your eyes early in the day, preferably the first hour within waking up, definitely before 11 a.m. What I do is I make my coffee and then I either take it out on a short morning walk or I enjoy it on the balcony while getting indirect sun exposure in my eyes. Obviously, if it hurts, don't hurt your own eyes. So don't look at the sun directly. Look at it indirectly. Look at the side of the sun. Um, just think sunlight in the eyes but not enough to hurt your vision. You just want to be waking your system up by viewing bright light. For those who don't have sunlight available, um, artificial light will do the job as well. But I've noticed even on cloudy days, it's still really bright out. Um, so definitely do that. You'll notice you just have better focus. Um, you're more awake. You're more energetic by doing this early in the day. If you take a short afternoon walk, um, it will be nice to look at the sun again in the afternoon. And when it comes to nighttime, it's obviously dark outside, so we don't have to worry about sunlight exposure at night. But we do want to be more mindful of how much we look at blue light at night. Like, are we dimming the lights? Are we still looking at our phone? If we absolutely need to look at our phone, can we wear like one of those blue light blocking glasses with the orange lenses um, at night? Uh, my favorite is from the brand of Blue Blocks is B-L-U-B-L-O-X. I have the Sleep Plus lenses. They're not cute. They're for you to wear at home. But I notice if I wear them to watch Netflix at night, I can easily fall asleep. Um, I won't watch Netflix until too late because of that blue blocking function of the glasses. Um, I'm pretty tired about like 9.30, 10 p.m. If you don't have that, your phone screen, computer screen, or maybe even TV should have the night shift function that makes the screen a little bit more yellow. So those are all good ways to manage your light exposure. Very basic, but effective. Number three, journal and meditation. So I am a huge fan of journaling. You already know this. I talked so much about journaling in my how I heal my relationship with money episode. When I am consistently journaling, I find myself feeling so much more peaceful and so much like more in control. As in, I don't feel overwhelmed. I am less stressed out and I have a fuck ton of clarity. I've talked about this. I'll talk about it again. You always have the answer within you and nine times out of 10, um, if you're seeking for some sort of answer, you will find it within your own journaling. 
if you are brain rewiring with me, you know this is something I strongly recommend you do. Meditation and journaling are two very, very important components of my brain rewiring coaching program. You want to do this five times a week. And I find that clients, myself, my friends do so much better. Their meditations are more intentional, more purposeful, more potent when they have journaled beforehand. And if someone is short on time, do they meditate or do they journal? 150% they should journal. Some prompts for you to use. Well, you know, not to sound cliche, but what makes me feel grateful is always, always, always a good one. Gratitude is low-key the fast track to manifestation. Why that is, is a topic for another day. If you're being triggered or feeling triggered or working through something emotionally challenging, um, journaling on that in order to get to the root cause is tremendously valuable. I have clients who will be like, I just don't know why I feel so triggered by XYZ. And I'm like, um, have you journaled around this? And if they don't have the answer, they probably haven't. I swear when you get things down on paper, is so much different from just thinking it in your head. Because look, if you're a human, you've probably had your thoughts spiral in your head before. When I'm feeling triggered, just journaling on what is the event or who is the person that is causing me to feel this way and asking myself, what is it that I need and how can I give myself that just like helps me move through those challenges. And I'll tell you what, like, yes, I am a brain rewiring certified coach and an energy healer, but like people like me, we struggle with things too like everyday problems we get challenged and triggered all the time we have limiting beliefs just like everybody does like as long as you are a human being on this earth you have problems it is completely unrealistic to think somebody doesn't or we can get to a place where we just don't have problems um i think we'll always have problems um hopefully we replace bad problems with better problems. Like problems you actually want to solve. Alright, that was a whole tangent, but let's bring it together. Journaling as a nighttime ritual. Highly recommended by me. Um, you'll find yourself so much less stressed, so much more calm, um, so much more clear, which is what everybody wants anyways. And if you have time on top of that, do a meditation. If you're one of my clients, do a brain rewiring meditation. Basically, those meditations help you shift negative brain pathways into empowering ones, like the beliefs you actually want to have, the beliefs you want to reinforce. And by reinforcing those beliefs through mental rehearsal, um, it actually allows your subconscious to be very familiar with your higher self, this more magnetic, empowered version of you. Do it consistently enough for enough times, you will notice you just embody this version of yourself in your day-to-day -day waking life. That is where the magic happens.
brain rewiring is so much more than just meditation and journaling. Personally, I think it is a crucial life skill that everybody needs to master. If you're like me, before I was seriously doing this brain rewiring work, I hated my brain. I was like, I am the primary person holding myself back. Like, yes, there are many factors, but I am like the primary main person holding myself back. And my brain, like this pink squishy thing, why did it think such mean things? Why was it always doubting myself? I was like, I could not do this anymore. I need to do something about my own brain. So brain rewiring was um, the answer for me. And there are many tools out there, but I think this is worth looking at for everybody. Like, yes, you can work with someone with hypnotherapy, but like, are you going to go to a hypnotherapist every time you have a limiting belief? Once you master brain rewiring, which you can do in 90 days, you become your self-healer. Helping people shift their beliefs is absolutely one of my favorite things to do. And I just feel like I'm truly living my purpose when I help people do this work. So please reach out if this is something you think would be beneficial for you. You can book a free expansion call with me and we can see if we are a good fit. Going back to meditation, why meditate at night? Why meditate before bed? In order to shift your negative brain pathways, we need to access the subconscious. And you know that window between being awake and falling asleep? That is prime time to do a brain rewiring meditation in order to shift your negative brain pathways. And when you are actually asleep, this is when the real work happens. This is when the brain pathways are actually rewiring, like the negative ones get ditched or shifted, and the ones we want to build get wired in and strengthened. So as you can see, Quality sleep is essential for brain rewiring. I wanted to keep this episode short, sweet, and potent, and we're already 17 minutes in. I was going to do five tips, but we already have three, and I think you have plenty of good stuff to run with and take action on, so let me know if you try any of these and how they work out for you. Hopefully, Sandy gets some quality sleep over the next few days. I am absolutely exhausted at this point. Um, I, I need to do better myself with boundaries. We all know how important they are, and we're always doing better. But last night, I was like, why do I have an energy healing session at 7 a.m.? Like, this is not doing me any good. This is not fair for the client because if I just change that to 8 o'clock, I will show up as a much better healer and coach. So I reached out to the client and was like, hey, can we do 8? Um, Sandy is learning the hard way that I need to be smarter with my scheduling because, yes, I have this huge time difference 
to work with, but doesn't mean I should have poor boundaries with my scheduling. So that is what I'm working through, and hence why I'm so passionate about this topic of you know really prioritizing rest, sleep, and our well-being. Okay, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. If you're listening to this on a Friday, have a fantastic weekend. I love you guys so much. I will talk to you very soon.